is a positivity break. Positivity break. A positivity break. Hey, you ever need some positivity? Um, definitely today. Well, here's three reviews about Maya Angelou's letter to my daughter. Five stars. Maya Angelou is one of the most talented writers in history, and her words have the power to reach one's soul to make an intimate connection. The audible version is wonderful, spellbinding, and engaging. Five stars. This book is so warm and intimate that it feels like it was written to me. It is a privilege to have an author open her heart and share some of her life's emotional turning points and how they lifted her up. What a great model for the book. We should all write to leave our special messages for the future. Five stars. Maya Angelou. What else is there to say? <laughs> so there's when you're feeling really down about your life, just think about the fact that we got to live on the same planet as Maya Angelou. That is a very positive way to open today's podcast. And I, think, li- <laughs> I think that's what we needed. Go on. Go on. I was going to say that you're listening to Everyone's a Critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. Killing it. Killing it. I'm Jess, and I have a new chair. Isn't that so fantastic? It's not a new chair. It's a chair we've had that we didn't think to use because it folds, so we forgot we had it because it folds. And I'm so Jess, basically, and I'm sitting in a camping chair. This is a Kentucky podcast now. We live <laughs> we live in rural Kentucky, and we 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 work with what we've got because we live in rural Kentucky. And uh, I I know I know I'm wearing a flannel that smells like a bonfire. I don't know about you. I am really excited about my new chair. Are you going to introduce yourself or like, do you not do that anymore? I just find it incredibly awkward. He's Jonathan and I'm starting this week. Hell yeah, you are. Which means I'm going to talk about what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think it's going to sound better, make more sense and keep me from ranting, which as we've learned in the last episode is a thing that I'm capable of doing. Well, I'm, I'm going to explain what I'm doing later when we get to it. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and start with what you're doing. Okie dokes. Well, folks, this is a podcast where we review reviewers. We have gone away this week and researched some topics, and we're about to share them with each other, sight unseen. I know, I know you've been really excited about what you've got. Because we, my darling, are going back to the belligerent bibliophobes book nook. Thank God. I've been wondering. It's getting dusty in that corner. We got to brush it off. And this week, we are going to talk about my absolute favorite genre of literature of all time, forever and ever. What's that? Children's books. Really? It, well, it's, the best, it's the best form of literature. It's what gets people to read. I, it's, I, know it's, I know it's your favorite. I'm wondering where, where in the comedy doth lie. Buckle the fuck in. Oh, God. We are going to start with, a, we're keeping it classic. Because I, I want to pick stuff that I feel like everybody most like most people will have a knowledge of. Yeah, so we're, not, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna hear anybody shit on Pete the Cat, right? Because that's like strictly out of bounds. It is strictly out of bounds. I did not look up Pete. The okay, cat. that that is a ceasefire zone. We are gonna talk about Brown Bear, Brown Bear. What do you see? By Bill Martin Jr. and oh. the master himself, Eric Carl. Nice, nice. I, I actually don't know that one. I love Brown Bear, Brown Bear. It's really simple. It's perfect to teach commenting and colors and animals. It's it's rife with knowledge for young young children. It's it's generally rife 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 rife. It's one rife. of those. It's one of them. Listen, it's look, one of them listen. ones. We're not reviewing the dictionary this week. Stop. <laughs> um, but it's for like generally like 
young toddlers. How how old is it roughly? Oh shit, thirty years old, twenty years okay. old. It's older than we are. Okay. I think. Didn't do the research. <laughs> and there's been several since there. Polar bear, polar bear, panda bear, panda bear. Yeah, you, you get the idea. Gunny Tosin has this one star review. Go, Gunny Tosin. Gunny Tosin. That's a very good name. Let's hear what Gunny Tosin has to say. I am sorry, but it's a waste of money. <laughs> I understand. Okay, I'm going to get a little feisty because I love Eric Carl. Yeah, sure. I understand that illustrations are handmade and unique, but they are kind of scary for two-year-old. And also patterns used for the animals are far from my visual taste. There is a logical mistake in the book when you read the part ending with, what do you see? There is no clue given to the child. I'm sorry, but it's a waste of money. Oh... And what he's referring to is this book. You see a picture of a brown bear and it says, brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? And then you turn the page and it's, I think it's a red hen. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Then it's red hen, red hen, what do you see? So they have to turn the page to find out what the, the bear sees. I want to I wanna remind myself of what Eric Carl's sort of aesthetic looks like. I, I, I think it's like really textured, right? Yeah. It's, it's really textured and lovely and like kind of whimsical, but also... Um, yeah, uh, he does, all of his work is collage. That's right. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which makes his books incredibly interesting. Also, I used that opportunity to Google when Brown Bear, Brown Bear came out, and I was hella wrong. It came out in 1967. So it wow. is not just 20 or 30 years old, but older significantly than that. I didn't know Eric Carl's stuff was that old at all. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, he... Interesting. Yeah. He's been doing stuff for for ages. I knew that he like kind yeah. of came to his rise in the sixties, but ahead I of his time, Ugh, amazing, fucking amazing human being. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Carrie W begs to differ. Yeah, it's like um, it's like woodcut style. It looks like uh, the brown bear looks kind of like wood, right? Yeah, well, it it's like it looks similar like to like lithograph of, yeah. type stuff, and he uses some of that like stamping oh, and lovely. collage. And oh, it's, it's beautiful. So good. It's so, so natural so... and like. I love that. It's perfect and wonderful. Who, Is, whose uh, visual whose visual taste can that possibly offend? <laughs> Carrie W. In her one star <laughs> review, I know this is a classic or favorite for some. I know this is a classic or favorite for some, but for me, the animals, illustration, and story, if you can even call it that, are just plain weird. Not a fan, and neither are my kids. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. Fine. <laughs> Amazon 2 has this one-star review. Nice story. Horrible illustrations. Horrible. That's it. That's the whole review. At no point do they do they actually, like, give a reason it why just- it's... It just takes so much, so much get up and go. It just takes so much gumption to wander in something so into something so beloved and say, "Dog shit." That that was blowing my mind because this is, I mean, Bill Martin Jr. I can't call to mind a lot of his works. He's written other books, but like this is the hungry, hungry caterpillar guy. Like the hungry, hungry caterpillar, like has shaped generations. Like it, it has been the first book that so many kids like read and find interesting. Mm. And you're gonna come for him? Like that's what right? you're gonna do with your life? You're gonna go for the hungry, hungry caterpillar guy? But I mean, come on. 
you almost got to feel kind of bad because like because like, you know, I, Obama's a pretty beloved figure. But if someone walks into a room and Obama's there and they say, you suck, then it's like, well, here's your part of the Internet. That's where you go. <laughs> here's where all your friends live. Like, you've got a thing. We know you're out there. But but the Eric Carl haters, where are they going to live? Nowhere. Where do they get to go? They get to change their mind. I guess they get to change their mind. <laughs> they get to change their mind is what they get to That's, do. That's okay. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm drawing a hard line. Um, <laughs> C. Coink has this one star review. Hello. Excuse me. I didn't order this book without my permission. And so how can you? What? It is a one star review. The title of the review is one star. Good. Hello. Excuse me. I didn't order this book without my permission. And so, how can you? I think I think that's just flash children's fiction. I think so. I think that's, that's... It's like a five-page little kid's book. But yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's like a frazzle-haired woman on the phone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, how can you? And then credits. And that's it. That's it. Credits. Yeah. yeah. Little cardboard book. It's perfect. Okay. And so now we're going to dive a little bit into parents who don't want to read to their children. LJ Fine has this one star review. This book makes me want to end it all. (laughs) Okay, but that's just a troll, right? That's just a troll, right? When my 18th month old brings me this book to read to her, I die a little inside. Seriously, could it be any more boring and repetitive? Maybe she likes it because it's simple, but my God, I can't take it anymore. Giving me the binging caterpillar book any day over this one. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Parenting a toddler is boring enough. Can't we have interesting books to read to them? Or at least creative ones? I can teach my daughter animals and colors in many more fun ways than this awful book. See, I know that's a troll because no one, no parent ever has (laughs) used the adjective boring to describe raising a toddler. I love that you honed in on that too because I read that and I was like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, I think you're doing it wrong. Like tiring, stressful, (laughs) frustrating, annoying, difficult. Those are all adjectives that are common. Those are the ones that make sense. Inspiring, life-affirming. Sure, if you want to be unrealistic. (laughs) But boring? boring. Not... Are you raising a narcoleptic? God bless. I mean, what... Yeah. I... Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A. Um... Jay's has this two-star review. This book makes me want to cry. This book makes me want to cry. It's so repetitive. It's worse than the 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS jingle. I've hid this book from my kids as I refused to read it, something that was written with such little effort. I understand the repetitive nature of this book helps kids learn and retain information, but who cares what a brown bear sees? There are better books out there. Please continue searching. Well, at least they're reading at their appropriate reading level. (laughs) I mean, fuck, fuck me. To this is this is again one of those reviews where the reviewer took the time to say, "Look, here's the obvious problem with everything I'm thinking and saying." But then also, I'm going to continue to commit to the bullshit that I'm saying. I know, I know. I just like. I know it's a good teaching method, but this is about me. But this is about me. This isn't what I like in my fiction. And I don't, I don't want to point to the page and make the the sound that the the bear makes. I don't want to. I don't want to give a voice to the purple fox. That is too much work. 
guys. The story's not creative enough. I need a character that I can relate to as an adult. (laughs) I need Um, a strong character. uh, J.L. Parker has this two-star review. A bit surreal. A very strange children's book that seems a bit like someone's avant-garde art project from the 70s. Starts with a series of animals and ends with a teacher who comes out of nowhere. Because the book is animal, animal, animal. And then the last one, what do you see? I see a teacher looking at me. Teacher, teacher, what do you see? I see a classroom looking at me. And it like... That's cute. See, it's cute. No, it's not. It's surreal. It's surreal. It's too surreal for the children. Um, (laughs) I mean, and perhaps even a compliment, she was a decade too late in her guess. So... Right? Indeed ahead of his time, Eric Carl was. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Tin Man has this two-star review. Brown bear, brown bear. I don't understand this book at all. Nothing is ever accomplished. There's just this bear, and he sees some stuff. Not too good. Not too good at all. This is almost as bad as the book Goodnight Moon. And by the way, Miss Brown, author of Goodnight Moon... What the hell is mush? Can you tell me that? Or are are you too busy studying at the University of North Dakota? Huh? Tell me, what is mush? I don't get the mush stuff. It's it's from Goodnight Moon because she okay. like, says goodnight to all of the objects. Okay, so it just it just turned into a Goodnight Moon slam at the end. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure they just signed up to the wrong book club and they haven't realized it. I guess so. And so they're getting children's books and... They're just reading them themselves, and they're <laughs> they're unpleased, which is fair. Not the most satisfying read for an adult by 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 themselves, but there you go. Um, Sparkling has this three star review. Sparkling bought the Kindle edition, not interactive. You have to read it to your child, like a regular book. What? What do you? What kind of books are you buying? What? Does she want like a pop-up book or like a like one of those electronic Bibles that you can like it'll read out the verses if you push a button? What is she looking for? Um, I don't understand. I don't like, understand. It because sometimes I think with the Kindle, I'm not super familiar with the Kindle, but I think sometimes it will like do a read to me option. Oh, or like maybe an audible book, audio, audio. That's not interactive though. Well, yeah. I think she's looking for an iPad. That's what she's looking for. She's looking for an iPad. And turns out this book isn't an iPad. She still has to be a parent. She just wants to play fucking Fruit Ninja. (laughs) She wants to to Fruit Ninja her children to sleep. That's it. I'm, I'm all done. All right. I am I am feeling warmly welcomed back to the bibliograph file nookbook. Belligerent bibliophobes book nook. That's the one. And that means I have the the thrill, the joy of telling you what I'm doing this week. I'm very excited. So last week I mentioned that we were taking a trip somewhere surprising. That trip got t- detoured for the sake of a pizza company whose name shall not be mentioned. And <laughs> because I've, I've said more than enough. Well, well and truly quantifiably more than enough. And so we were going somewhere surprising, right? And so we were going to go to... Surprise, Arizona. <gasps> and that was the whole joke. The whole joke was Surprise, Arizona. So here's the thing about Surprise, Arizona. Apparently, it's actual real-life Mayberry. What? Because 
I couldn't find a single funny review in that whole fucking town. That's amazing. Couldn't find a funny review. Everything is just good and fine. Everything's good and fine. Everything is just fine. And fine does not make comedy. It does not. It either has to be entirely too good or entirely too bad. It can't (laughs) just be fine. Everything was like fucking rainbows and sugar kisses. That was weird. Anyway. (laughs) No, that's what people say for sure. Yeah. So anyway. I was like, I was like, I, I was struggling, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I really, I was committed to this. I had spent a lot of time on it, researching Surprise. Surprise, Arizona, the funny thing about it, uh, its population has like more than doubled in recent years, almost exclusively because of retirees. Oh, bless. Like it okay. literally went from like 30,000 people to 80,000. Don't fact check me. This was a little while ago. But the wow. numbers have spiked that high. It's pretty great. That's insane. It's pretty great. But not a lot of funny stuff going on there. So then I was like, okay, I know I know where I can turn to to find some real shit. Even in the nicest place in the country, I know, I know where the dog shit lives. And so I called my good friend, the Fresh Prince of Subway. <gasps> Turns out, what a dink! his choice of words. He was already <laughs> in Surprise, Arizona and had been oh filing numerous reports to Yelp oh about, about, can't stress this enough, the one subway that I bothered to look at in Surprise, Arizona. Oh my goodness. All oh of these reviews, all of these reviews are from one subway and I had to cut some good ones. Okay. Okay. And that's all we're doing. I'm terrified. I'm deeply, deeply unsettled already. We're going to get started with... I wanted to leave this one in. We're going to get started with one that just kind of sets the mood. Okay. This is this is the mood lighting, the candles, the flowers. The ambiance. This is a three-star review from Matt S. What do you expect? I wavered from my usual club and had the buffalo chicken, too. Not bad. Not great. I am glad they finally switched the kids' meal bags. We have way too many of them. They added more seating outside. Oh, that's a good review. I don't, you know, like they switched out the kids' wheels bags. They added some seating. You can, you can feel the like the lack of zest for life in that review. So I thought that would really get us started. Now let's dive into some bullshit. We oh got, boy. we got a review from Mac S. Okay, two stars, Mac mm-hmm. S. The owner is the worst. Oh, no. I'm a poor college student, so I'm in here trying to get the basics. This stupid chick was pushing every extra cost she could on me. She was trying to get me to buy extra meat, extra cheese, avocado, etc. And she never mentioned that it costed extra. I just knew because I've been to Subway. After rejecting like four offers, she stopped looking me in the eyes and was just angrily throwing shit on my sandwich. And I was like, whoa, chill. In the end, when I said I didn't want chips and a drink, she just walked away and didn't hand me my sandwich, and so I just reached over the counter and grabbed it. I am not rating cleanliness, sandwich taste, organization. This is just my rating on the costumer service (laughs) and my, capital E, experience. Has he never been upsold before? I guess not. This is the first time baby's first upsell. I just, but I just love, I love the image of someone who like, after, after the upselling doesn't work, just fucking is just done. Just leaves. Doesn't Go even fighting. hand you the food. Just like, peace That's hilarious. out. Peace out. Dunzo. One hundo dundo. That's the true subway experience. And I love it. I love it. We got, I don't, I don't love how little they probably pay, but I, I love that that exists. I don't love that that exists. It's really sad. We have a one star review from HB. 
Not sure what I'm trying to say there. We got a one-star review. The spiral. The spiral. Okay, listen. I love that I get to have this content for a podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I I feel like we say it enough that the caveat is there that we never want to say shit about people who have to work in the service industry because we know that it's bullshitty. But also, sometimes people are assholes. So, yeah. It's nice. It's a nice little mixture of the two. Like on both sides. Sometimes, Sometimes people in the service industry are assholes. Almost all of the time, customers are assholes. Yeah, that's so, that's the golden rule. The customer is always an asshole. The, the customer is always an asshole. We have a one-star review from HB. This location used to be wonderful. We came in quite frequently because the staff and service was great. However, in the last six months, every attempt to dine here has been awful. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure every person that has prepared our meals has been high out of their minds. <laughs> I've never had to remind someone of what they were doing or what I've said three times. Holy shit. I'm sure being a quote-unquote sandwich artist isn't the greatest job out there, but let's get it together, kids. It's a great job while you're in school. Focus on your grades, do your job, learn to pay your bills, and for God's sake, quit smoking pot in the freezers. To which an entire generation collectively whispered, no. 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 Not, I'm good. N- nope. I'm good. The freezer is surprisingly nice, HB. You haven't tried yeah. it. It's surprisingly dope in there. <laughs> that was smooth. It was unnecessarily smooth. We have a one-star review from Bev H. <laughs> no. We have a one-star review from Bev H. I went in earlier this week and asked for warm bread. Yeah? <laughs> Just by itself, honey? The woman ru- <laughs> The woman rudely stated, "No." <laughs> I told her I don't like dressing on my sandwich and preferred it warm, but not toasted, explaining that Jennifer always gives it to me if possible. She then rudely told me that she is the manager and I couldn't have warm bread. She needs to get another job. She is a bad example of good customer service. I'm so confused. Did she want naked bread? Warmed? She just wanted some toasty buns. I don't know. I, but don't they? That's like a subway policy, warmed or toasted. That's like they right, ask I know. you that. Because I always say yes. And then they look at me and I look at them and I go, uh. Yeah, because the customer is always an asshole. Like a fucking goat. Yeah. I'm always a fucking goat when I go to the subway. <laughs> and I say yes, and then we have an awkward thing, and then I die on the spot. Yeah. I've died in every subway I've ever been to. <laughs> this woman couldn't get her naked fucking... Toasty bun witch. Er- what is it? The herbs? Parmesan and herb? Mm-hmm. Parmy herb, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I always used to get back when I went to the subway. It's been a long... Well, no, we did it on the road trip. We went to a subway on our road trip and had a genuinely pretty bad experience that related solely to customer service. Yeah. And and I and I didn't review it on Yelp because no. I'm not an ass, but it was it was exactly like most of the shit these people talk about. Oh, I about. know. And it, and it just makes me it's just, it's just funny to me. I've already like forgotten the majority of the details because as it turns out, it didn't matter and it had no impact on my life. No, it had like, an impact I got on my, my life for like uh, uh 3 days. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was fine. I made it. I lived. Yeah. 
we didn't review it and we still live. But I remember it specifically involved someone who like didn't want anything to do with us. And then as soon as we got our sandwiches, went outside and lit up a cigarette. True. Like it was yes. all the same stuff. It's, it yeah, was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. We have a one star review from AZ IDGAFC. <laughs> so I guess Arizona I don't give a fuck C is the name here. Surprise. So you would expect this to be a very like anarchic uh who gives a shit kind of a review, yeah. right? Nah. One star. Hannah and Nate on day shift should quit talking to each other while ta- while taking people's orders, especially when they asked the same question more than 3 times multiple time. I had to repeat myself multiple times. Focus on what you're doing. The sandwich was poorly made. Never come back to this subway. I'd rather travel the distance to another one. I will go the distance. And I don't know if that's if that's like supposed to be a joke that they become repetitive when talking about repetition. I don't think it is, though. I don't think it is. I think sometimes it's not a joke. I think sometimes just while taking people's orders, especially when they ask the same question more than three times, multiple times, I had to repeat myself multiple times. Multiple times. I think that's just all there is to it in this one. I think that's just the truth. I think the line between satire and truth is a wiggly man outside a car dealership. (laughs) I'm going to stand by that. Okay. I've got one more for this half. (laughs) Okay. Mine is short. I'm very happy with that. Uh, First time for everything. Yeah. You're not going to fucking believe this. I took a screenshot of this review. Person's name is not in it. So this is a one-star review from Anonymous. I can tell you who it is. It's the Fresh Princess Subway. It's the Fresh... uh, Duh, the Fresh Princess Subway. I forgot my own dumb, dumb topic. (laughs) (laughs) This is a one-star review from Anonymous. Okay. So let's start with their broken oven. Really? Can't even get a toasted sandwich here next. I spend 20 bucks on two footlongs and two drinks. What the hell happened to five or six dollar footlongs? Damn, the economy made Subway twice as expensive. You'd think if they are charging 10 bucks a sandwich, they'd at least give you good food. And my sandwich was rotten lettuce and a jalapeno stem. Not the part you eat, literally the stem, hard as a rock and edible stem. Now, I left this review in because they took a picture of the stem... And when you when you look up this subway on Yelp, that's the picture. Oh, no. Not a picture of a subway from the outside or a nice toasty sandwich like you normally see. It's just a picture of a stem on a paper towel. That's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that they're now putting these things in restaurants where it tells you all the food that they serve and how much it costs? And how much it costs, yeah. They're putting those in now. Like They're popping up across the country. They're calling them a me- menu is what they're calling a, it. A menu. Yeah. And I really think it's going to revolutionize yeah. dining as we know it. The problem the problem is that we haven't invented the other side of that of that issue. Literacy? We literacy. We haven't invented <laughs> we haven't invented the other half of that problem. So so now we've got the menu. That's good. We're working on it, but now we've got to invent eyeballs. Literacy. <laughs> and we just the technology is not there yet. Someday though. Someday. So right before either of us were born, a book came out that has now had many iterations and I feel like is a classic in the States. 
that book is If You Give a Mouse a Cookie by Laura Numeroff. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one either. What were you doing when the rest of us was a child, was a single child? All of us were over here being a child. What were you? Um, Being really confused about all the things around me and generally sort of uncomfortable with everything. I literally picked these because I was like, what is every school child, like per kid who ever went to school going to recognize? Oh, probably brown bear, brown bear. And if you give a mouse a cookie. I'm so sorry. If you give a moose a muffin, if you give a pig a pancake, nothing. I mostly I mostly read the potty book. Okay. Well, not a, not a, not a joke. <laughs> if you give a if you give a mouse a cookie uh-huh. is this mouse like comes to this kid's house and asks for a cookie and if you give a mouse a cookie then he's going to want some milk and if you give the mouse mm. some milk he's going to want some hot chocolate if you give him some hot chocolate he's Uh gonna think about his family classic classic kids book conundrum yeah so it's really good for teaching cause and effect and sequencing Mm. and like lots of stuff how to ask for stuff but it's a really simple really silly book and there again there's been like a billion of them if you Mm. give a moose a muffin is my favorite one because it's literally a moose yeah and they just like come and hang out and at some point i think there's overalls involved so kind of like kind of like redfish bluefish Red, not even a little red bit. Fish, blue, Did you read Redfish Bluefish? Blue redfish bigger than bluefish. Redfish eat bluefish and yellowfish. Redfish is a glutton. That one? Is that not how that goes? Redfish, bluefish, one fish, two fish? You're just not. I fish, you fish? Okay. So. We all fish for ice cream fish. Rachel519 <laughs> has this one star review. I'm no longer going to talk to Jonathan. This is just for you, listeners. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to get some quality screen time. One star, big disappointment. I was really disappointed that this book talks about Halloween. As a Christian, I do not celebrate or practice Halloween (laughs) traditions. And I won't teach them to my child. I'm trying to read. You can't say shit like that. (laughs) And that just tickled me pink. Just tickled me pink. Oh, look at this little mouse. Oh, he's so cute. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm sold. This looks lovely. Amazon customer has this one star review. It's part of a series? It if you give series? When I was opening and closing my mouth earlier, were you listening to those words or did they just they just floated into the ether? <laughs> you think? They're just gone now somewhere? The ether really wanted them. I didn't want to let the ether down. Did you say it's part of a series? If you give a moose a muffin, if you give a pig a pancake, does that uh, sound familiar to you? That, when that I was said, like a totally foreign language at that point. It's had many iterations since then. It's had many. It's like it's like that thing I do where if I see someone walking down the street in a bizarre costume, I'll just like not even notice or register it until like a full day later. And so you throwing out a bunch of stuff about mooses and muffins just totally went right through me. Do we need to start this part of my segment over? No, again? no, no. I'm totally on board. I've looked at a picture. I've looked at the okay. cover. The mouse is very cute, and I'm totally on board. Do you want me to read my first review again? Because it was pretty funny. I heard the, the Halloween the Halloween thing was pretty funny. It was really close to home for me. Yeah, I know. I too I wasn't did not sure celebrate Halloween as a child. I wasn't going to dig into upbringing. that. I wasn't going to dig into that, but we can if you want to. Well, there's a fun fact for the listeners. I didn't celebrate Halloween either. Wah, wah. <laughs> Amazon customer has this one star review. 
I don't think this book conveys a good message. <laughs> Clearly, from the number of five-star reviews, I'm in the minority here, and I hope I don't come across as a grouch. But the message of this story seems to be, if someone makes continued, increasing, unrealistic demands of you, your job is to continually, graciously accommodate. At no point does the child say, I'm sorry, we can't do that right now. But how about we do this together instead? Similarly, the book could be constructed to convey that if you're the guest, then by all means, take advantage and make your host do everything you want. Ad nauseous. It would be... (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It would be very satisfying to see the child say politely and kindly, I'm sorry, but no. (laughs) And I bet it would feel very good to the child to set a healthy limit and assert it in an appropriate way. I hope I'm not being a killjoy for a book with obvious cuteness and charm, but I think the deeper message should be considered. And please, don't get me started on the giving tree. What a send-off. What a send-off. right. And I personally feel that it was Winnie the Pooh's job to tell Christopher Robin that (laughs) at some point you get a little old to pretend that your stuffed animals are real and that the Hundred Acre Wood is not a real place, politely and kindly. But I just think it conveys a bad message. Like how do you how do you how do you ever get to engage in any kind of fiction if unrealistic behavior bothers you? Like God forbid you ever watch a romantic comedy ever where the entire 2 hours is based on someone not telling the truth one time. One time. Uh Theodore A has this one star review. Reaganomics for kids. <laughs> okay, here we go. This story revolves around a mouse who demands ever-increasing amounts of consumer items from an ever-increasingly exasperated boy. Cute pictures hide a terrible message of selfishness and class warfare boiling beneath American society. The whole book devolves into a crude political cartoon where the boy symbolizes an innocent and hard-working taxpayer while the mouse typifies a vile depiction of how the wealthy, or at least those who perceive themselves as wealthy, view the poor and needy. While the boy gives more and more to the mouse, the mouse in turn asks more and more of the boy. It paints the situation as unjust and the mouse having little reason to ask for these handouts. Terrible book. Don't read it to your kids. Well, that might have been exhausting for us to hear read out loud, but someone just got their MA. (laughs) Someone just graduated from master school with their MA. There it is. The thesis is done. Like, just fucking chill. (laughs) Take a walk. Just take a walk. Breathe. Read some Maya Angelou. Or maybe don't. I don't know. Read some Maya Angelou. Breathe. Breathe. Read some Maya Angelou and walk all at the same time. (laughs) What was I saying? Like This reminds me of the last uh, Fresh Prince of Subway where my (laughs) advice to the masses were smoke a joint and chill the fuck out. Yeah, in the freezer. Yeah. But I just, it's, I could not believe the level of ire 
that this book caused in grown-ups on Amazon. Like, coming <laughs> Full from... Full-grown individuals. I literally, this book, uh, if you give a moose a muffin, came out, I think, in 91. Okay. So, like, literally, it has been around as long as I have been. And I, I grew up reading these books, and they are stupid, silly kids' books. And that's what they're supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be a silly story about, like, if if you want, like, if the mouse wants this, then, oh, what's he gonna... It's a talking fucking mouse. I like <laughs> you shouldn't feed him a cookie like I there's a medical reason to not give mice cookies like where's our outrage about that <laughs> I don't <laughs> where's the, where's so, the animal rights activists hopping on and be like this advocates really dangerous treatment of animals never where's PETA never give a mouse a cookie um also on that on that note of the sort of silliness of it all once you give the moose a muffin what what does the moose want? What, what's the logical follow-up to the muffin? More milk? Uh, I genuinely don't remember. Um, I think it, but I think it is a beverage. Oh, it's a breakfast. So orange juice. He wants the orange juice because he had a muffin. And then after the orange juice, he wants some eggs so he can get some savory with his sweet. And then after the eggs. Jam. Oh, for his muffin. He wants some jam. And then it, it just always devolves from there. If you give a pig a pancake, he's going to want some syrup. You can't be giving pigs pancakes. That's fucked up. We roll pigs in pancakes all the time. That's fucked up. Yeah. That one's fucked up. I might have to go review that one. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, but the moose and the muffin one, I think it's something like he'll want some jam. Once he's finished eating the muffins, he'll ask you to make some more muffins. So you'll have to go to the store and it's cold outside. So he'll want a sweater. And once you give him a sweater, he's going <laughs> to think about how he wants to knit a sweater. It's like a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, I'm just saying you can't feed a pig his own blanket. It's fucked up. Brian has this one star review. Read the Wall Street Journal instead. Same effect. Terrible book. Both myself and my son were bored to tears. I would be better off reading my two-year-old the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) Well, then do it. (laughs) Then then do it. Get, Get off. Get off Amazon. Stop. Casey had this two star review didn't like the lesson here surprised it's so well received by the masses this story is silly it's about a mouse that is given a cookie and after that a domino effect happens where the mouse requires another thing and another thing eventually tiring out the boy who gave him the cookie and likely making the boy wish he had never gave the mouse the cookie in the first place another reviewer on here mentioned it and i shall echo the same that there is the undertone or message totally recognizable to adult readers that it doesn't bode well for someone to help another that helping another actually results in work for more work for the person providing the help in the first place won't be reading this to my daughter (laughs) well we're all very thankful that you took a firm stand yeah thanks appreciate you I mean, it's not like that's 100% wrong it's just also a book about a talking mouse so maybe chill yeah, it's just like, it's silly. The story is silly. It's supposed to be silly. Fucking chill. <laughs> Speaking of people who have no chill. Meva Shear has this one star review. Evil subliminal message. <laughs> I hate to be a party poop, but I do believe there is an evil subliminal message in this book. The point seems to be that it is bad to do kindness for people since they invariably will end up taking advantage of you. Not surprising, the author is not Christian. (laughs) 
<laughs> this book is very anti-Christian and anti-biblical. Compare this with the parable of the Good Samaritan. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know what that last bit meant. So you'll have to, you'll have to tutor me <laughs> later. That's fine. Later, we'll we'll take the Bible lesson off. Yeah. off mic. Okay. Off mic. Off mic. Right. Bible lesson. All right. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that shit. I really genuinely can't believe that. I know, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with something a little bit lighter, a little bit sillier. Good, okay. Um <laughs> This is a three star review. And it's about if you give a moose a muffin because Amazon sometimes likes to jumble all the reviews together. Yeah, no, right? Isn't that fucking weird? I thought that the novelty of having a large animal like a moose, as opposed to the many smaller animals that have appeared in the other books in this series mouse, cat, dog, pig would add a fun element to this book. Unfortunately, even though it was a children's book, I couldn't get over how knowledgeable this moose was. <laughs> Sewing a button back onto a sweater is one thing, but then the moose starts designing sock puppets. Shortly thereafter, the moose designs scenery backdrop to put on a puppet show, only distracted when a single white sheet reminds him of his Halloween costume. I wish the moose was a little less human, and a little more moose-like. That book fucking goes places, huh? It does. It's the best one in the whole series of faux show. As someone who's unfamiliar, that's wild. Yeah. Also, I, I want it because I want to see a moose doing a puppet show. How can you review it any other way? <laughs> how is it not five stars, moose did a puppet show? I wish, I we, just can't get over how knowledgeable this moose was. Like, where did we lose our whimsy along the it's way? It's gone. The moose did a puppet show? Are you the kidding moose, me? The whimsy is dead. The book's about Reaganomics. And the moose is too human. I'd pay, I'd pay hard money to just like have someone discuss a moose doing a puppet show <laughs> to me in a manner that's totally not physical and keepable in any way. I get to have a book? That's awesome. Oh, man. So people are crazy. I'm going to hole up myself in the book nook. Ah, the book nook is a scary, scary, scary place. Kind of like the subway segue. (laughs) Nicely done on my part. We're going back to that same fucking subway. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is a subway in Surprise, Arizona. The Fresh Prince of Subway is doing some good work out there. Good, good. The people's work. We have a one-star review from Alexis S., According to the new employees, this new manager does not order enough food for the volume of customers. This is the third time in a month. We left and went to the competing store. Message to the manager, this is a great way to lose business. Corporate will be looking at your store real soon. May the force be with you. (laughs) Wow. Totally unnecessary. Out there doing the good work. This is a fucking vigilante. The subway vigilante sending those emails to corporate while corporate collects that money, money, money doesn't give a fuck. Oh, no. Corporate's really going to care. Corporate's got like like thousands of subway locations. They don't give a shit. No, no. The one in Surprise is a flagship location. It's the first one. In ever. They in set ever. they set the standard for weirdly hostile interactions. <laughs> we have a two-star review from Austin T. The sub was perfect. Can't really mess it up too much as you make it right in front of me, but I am a firm believe in great <laughs> customer service and this location lacks that. Kind of like, what do you want? Could be a, hello, what can I get you today? Or the end after I paid was the best buy when you can be polite and say, have a nice day. 
Just need a little lesson from Chick-fil-A. Oh, fuck you. Did you <laughs> did you tell that person to have a nice day? Because I always try to do that. I, I get my receipt. Oh, have a good one. Hey, have a good one. Did you? Have did a better you? one. Have a better one. Hey, sorry sorry you work at Subway, but that's shit. Sorry, mm. bye. Try to enjoy the freezer. Yeah. I hear it's nice in there. Like, did you, did they at any point show good being a personhood? Oh, uh, who knows? That's my question, though. It's a good valid question. It's a good valid question. Especially for people who want to get mad at, like, people who just want to get mad. Like, maybe you should also be nice. Maybe if you, not, not every time. But I, I found it kind of works wonders to just be like, have a good day. Just be nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. <laughs> so what do you think? Be it, fucking chill. For a person to say, I am a firm believe in great customer service, typo aside, what do you think that means? What does it mean to believe in customer service? As a customer, importantly, not as someone who's trying to make the money, but someone who's trying to spend the money. To me, that sounds like the kind of person that gets irate when you have to ask your manager a question because yeah. you are either not allowed to answer it or you do not have the answer. Yeah. They seem like the kind of person that gets irate about that. <laughs> That's what I feel like that probably means. Like you ask a question that can only be known by yeah. somebody higher up and then become okay. irate when the sales clerk does not okay. know. Okay. So among the commandments for being a, a customer service believer, core, core testament then core belief if you ask a question that can't be answered, you must be upset. Number you one. You must be upset. Number one on the board. Okay, fine. We have a one-star review from Jamie H. Number two is no tongue rings. <laughs> no tongue rings, no smoking, even on your own time. One star, Jamie H. One star because zero wasn't an option. Classic. <laughs> classic. 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 Just a friendly reminder that if you hate your job and you can't, quote, fake it till you make it, and you're in customer service, then do us all a favor and quit, because no one wants your attitude. Grr, I hate to post negative stuff, but you're going to do it anyway. And yet, here we are. And yet, here we are. But my daughter and I went to the subway at Greenway and Cotton and got the worst service ever. It was very clear to me that the two girls there, one of which appeared to be the manager, hated their jobs... And each other. Neither of them smiled the entire time we were there. The one girl... I know, right? I know, right? The one girl rang me up before she put our toppings on, which was weird, but whatever. Then the manager, quote-unquote, had to go in the back to get more guac. And when she came back and was wrapping my sandwich up, she went to the register. And I said, I already paid. She tells us, thanks, have a good night, with zero eye contact and no smile. Parentheses... Mind you, I was willing to let all of this go. The lack of smiles, totally willing to let that go. Totally, it, it's really hard to let that go, but totally willing. But? We get all the way to the door and she yells, did you even pay for your guac? Oh my, now I'm heated. I say, I don't know. Why don't you ask her? She rang me up. Like, really? I was halfway out the door. It's 75 cents. No one is trying to steal guac. Coach your employee after the fact, she knew I got guac. <laughs> God, I hate that word. So I walked back in and up to the register and I say, why don't you just ask her? Oh, I'm looking it up right here. Really? 
So she shows me a receipt listing two turkey subs and said, probably. Wow, wow, wow. So I gave the beach a dollar and left. Like, really? I cannot believe it. I am a manager in retail, and I cannot believe this woman still has a job. Learn to treat people with respect. So we've just gotten back from vacation. Uh, that that comment is our vacation. Let's unpack. Let's Let's throw the clothing around. Let's unpack. Okay. It's Subway, right? With Subway, you get one definitive product at the end of the line. You leave you leave the Subway with one whole product. Yeah? Ideally. If it is a quality product for what it is. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Can't you just not? <laughs> and okay, she probably she probably should have let her leave with the guac. However, I feel like Subway is the kind of place where they get like a certain amount of stuff and you don't, if you have, if you're 75 cents short because somebody like walked out and didn't get their guacamole, like didn't pay for their guacamole, I feel like people get demerits and shit for that. In in corporate retail, that shit really matters. It really matters. Like that 75 cents is like coming out of somebody's paycheck because suddenly they believe that there's theft. I don't know. I've never worked at Subway, so I don't know how it works, but I would assume that if they were that like upset about it. It's because the the guacamole gets weighed, and if you don't have the exact like right amount of money for the amount of guacamole that's been, yeah, I mean distributed. We've both worked retail. I've worked like major chain retail. I've worked like okay, let's escort you to the back while you hold your till, and I make sure you don't fuck with the till, and then we count your money retail. Like I've worked that. Yeah, it seventy five cents. That shit matters. Yeah. So I imagine that's why. It doesn't matter to me. matters yeah. to my job. I might hate this fucking job, but it's either that or the fucking poorhouse. So I don't know what you want <laughs> oh, from me. Yeah. And but that, I just, yeah, the, 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 not, the no eye contact, don't smile thing. Like that should be the least of our concerns as a populace. Yeah. So they had it. They had a bad day. They work at Subway. They don't want to smile at you. Yeah. She even said, have a good day. Yeah. You don't know what's happening in her life. Yeah. Like, you don't know why. Just fuck off. You got a yeah. sandwich. It's probably up to Subway standards. This I know this is a comedy podcast, and we've gotten real soap, soapboxy I lately. I always, yeah. We have. We have. No, I'm worse about it. Uh, ge- genuinely, it'd be great if we all smiled more. That'd be awesome. I loved, I love to smile and see people smile, but like... You can't you can't tell people to do it. It's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's so it's so you fucked can't, up you can't to tell somebody to it. smile. You can't mandate it as part of your fucking business or at least you shouldn't. It's you shitty. It's shitty. It's shitty. And that's why like when we went to New York and Europe on different trips, I loved it because they don't feel the need to like fuck around. You know? Like in New York, not a single person working customer service smiled at me and I loved it. <laughs> because I knew that they were being themselves and I thought that was fucking yeah. awesome. It's- De- just better. It's better than than. It's healthier and better for everybody. Saccharin. <laughs> That's a good word for it. Deborah M. In this one star review, went to get some subs and they were out of bread. Really, you are a sandwich shop, right? When it looks like you're running low on bread, make some more. Unfortunately, now what Deborah M. doesn't realize, the manager on duty that day. Was was out of town. Jesus Christ himself, out of town. Not not able, not able to wish wish some bread and tuna into existence. Unfortunately, they were out of both. It was Sandra that day. She came in. She came in. Jesus was sick. It was you know. Deborah doesn't realize the context. Jeezy Pete. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness. We have one more review. And this is, this is, we're ending on this one for a good reason. And I mean good isn't good. It's good. Oh, okay. Take okay. a breath. Okay. It's good. Five stars from Tori S. I have frequented this store for years now. It has remained clean, staffed well, even during busy times, the line moves fast. I appreciate their service and have have ever had a bad experience in five years. Regarding previous negative reviews, I would remind consumers that anyone can have a bad day. Young people often staff service jobs and are learning their way as they start out in life. It never feels good to have a negative experience. People are out of control at times these days, but management is usually responsive and wanting to make it right if you treat them respectfully. I have not had an experience requiring that level of complaint at this store, so I can't speak to that here. Surprise locations I have found to be very nice in general. So we're going to end with a positivity break, too. Little pos- yeah, Tori S. Just remind everyone has a Tori. bad day. Literally, that's what I was just saying. Aww. And I hope that your day has been made better by our bullshit. <laughs> that's a good tagline for this show. I just hope we make your life a little better with our bullshit. That's genuine. It's not a very catchy tagline, but it's not. It, it goes on the back of the shirt. I think it, it cuts to the heart of the issue, though. And that issue is thank you for listening. Thank, thank you. you so much for listening. If you continue to listen and you continue to find us funny, please tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is sort of word of mouth. And Jonathan and I, between the two of us, only have about five friends. So <laughs> I was joking, but you looked at me so seriously like, yep, that's true. I mean, yeah, basically. And they, all of them already know. So if you could let people know, that would be really, really helpful. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can email us at uh, foreveracritic at gmail.com or at Critic Everyone on Twitter. Um, and otherwise, let's bounce house. Let's bounce house. Leave a review. Oh, leave a review leave for a, us. We have been saying that. Leave a review only if it's five stars, though. My fragile ego, ego can't take anything less than five stars. Just kidding. Come at me. Oh. Assail me with your bad reviews. I I would just ask you to be honest. And if you if you feel like you know a way that you, we could improve or you have a funny review you found on the internet and you'd like to share it with us, please send it to our email. Fuck me up with your bad reviews. Okay, bye y'all.